0: Welcome back, everyone, to week four of All Met Sports Talk. Very excited about my interview today. Uh, before we get to that, just some housekeeping notes. Uh, please remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at All Met Sports Talk and on Twitter at All Met Talk. Had a great interview last week with, with uh, Will Webster Brown from St. Vincent Pilate. They won their first game last week over Concordia Prep. Zachy Wheatley from Archbishop Spalding had their first game last week as well. They one at Calvert Hall College. So congratulations to both of those young men. You can hear them in episode one and episode three. Today, I'm very honored to have a former player of mine, uh, one of my uh, great kids that I've I've ever coached and just a, a stand-up guy, uh, young man, Harvard graduate, uh, living in New York City now. So we'll we'll get to all of that. But uh, please welcome Devin Judd. How are you doing, sir? Doing very good. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really glad to have you and, and happy that you could join us today. So I wanted to just kind of talk about your life because you, you have very interesting football acumen, if you will, played under one of the great coaches, I think, that's ever coached in the state uh, and then going on to and choosing Ivy, an Ivy League school in Harvard over other Ivy League schools and other schools as well to continue your football career. Uh, so let's just talk about that. So when did you start playing football?
1: I was seven years old. I don't you were You were my coach. What year was that? Two thousand.
0: It was, Five, a, it was a long yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was probably 2006, maybe. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. 2005, right.
1: 2006. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I obviously was like playing, you know, backyard football and things like that before that. But first actual organized was, was 2006, um, Laurel Wildcats, 65C team.
0: That's it. <laughs> yeah. So I have a stat for you. Your first game ever was at seven. Do you remember what your stat line was that game?
1: I, I don't know. I, I know I know. I scored a lot of touchdowns that year, but I, I do not know <laughs> what the stat
0: line was. <laughs> you had, so you were playing running back at that time because obviously, you know, little uh-huh. guys, we didn't really throw the ball. Three carries, 240 yards. <laughs> you had three 80-yard touchdowns <laughs> each time you touched it. We said, all right, we should give some other kids a try at this point. Wow. I did not, not even know or remember that. Yeah, so we knew you were going to be special at that point. And then it was fun to just kind of watch you grow. You know, through your youth career, and you ended up—did you end up playing with for the Warhawks before you went to high school? Yeah,
1: I went there for, I think it was seventh and eighth grade. I played there for two years. Um,
0: it's a great organization out there in Western Howard County.
1: Yeah, it was—it was—it was good. You know, we were actually moving out there, so that's why we were kind of trying to find somewhere a little closer to uh-huh. living. So, right. But I really love my 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 Wildcat days. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun and you play three sports right so you were cuz i remember you being really good in basketball as well uh, mm-hmm. before you went on to high school and you did you play baseball also
1: i played baseball only for a i think i played two or three years Laurel little league baseball i was actually pretty good at baseball too it just
0: i thought i remember you know, that yeah
1: you know around that time mid 2000s and you know all the way up and through now like you kids specialize earlier and earlier and earlier like it's not yeah. Not very common to have like a high school athlete who plays football, basketball and baseball, which I think was more something that was common back in, you know, 90s, 80s. 70s, yeah, you know? yeah, it was. So, um, you know, I, I decided to stick to football and basketball pretty early. And then I think it was eighth grade is when I decided to stop playing basketball. And then, you know, from eighth grade year on, it was it was nothing but football.
0: Yeah. And you, so your eighth grade year, did you go, wasn't there an army, like a a U.S. Army combine or or something? Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. I think it was seventh and eighth grade. I got invited to the FBU. They were kind of coming up and up and coming around that time. So they had a their their camps fed into the U.S. Army All-American game and Mm -hmm. All-American like youth combine. So seventh and eighth grade year, me and my dad would I think we flew down to San Antonio and nice. it was, I think it was early January time. It was, as I remember, it was NFL playoffs. They were, it was around that time. So it was, it was really nice to like see and meet kids from all over the country. And like a lot of these guys I'm, I watch, it, it's very rare that I can turn on a college football game uh-huh. and not see someone who I either played with a good council, played against in the WCAC or knew from um one of these camps or combines that I, I would travel to across the country
0: yeah wow that's cool man it's it's great experience especially at that young age Definitely. so you choose good counsel. what are the high schools were you looking at at that time
1: I, I think my dad made me apply just to have a backup to mount st joe's um okay. i my second choice would have been st john's but it, it the, the commute would have been too yeah much,
0: but yeah western Howard yeah. county down to dc yeah, rough yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i I, but I was i was fairly confident you know i, I had a 4.0 GPA. Um, the coaches wanted me. So like I, I was fairly confident that I was going to get in to good Counsel. Yeah. So I didn't really have, I really didn't look anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I pretty much knew I was going to get in and, you know, I got in and it was no turning back. I really didn't even consider. I think I actually did get into Mount St. Joe's, but I didn't even think about it. Or yeah.
0: Whatsoever. So coach Bob Malloy is there at good counsel at the time, legendary yeah. hall of fame coach. What was it like playing under him? So you played, and before I get to that, you played three years of varsity, is that right?
1: Yeah, first year, pretty much everyone plays freshman, actually everyone, not pretty much everyone plays freshman the first year, yep. and then second year, it, it's, I think second year sophomores and above, everyone tries out for varsity, and then it's like, kind of easy to like, say which, see which kids need another year on JV, and then, right. yeah, so I made the team varsity, sophomore year, obviously at a place like Good Council, you know, you have Division one or division two players at yeah. pretty much every position. So, right. <laughs> didn't play much sophomore year. I was on the kickoff team, I think, and the mm-hmm. kick return team. And, um, but besides that, it was a lot of like garbage time, mop up minutes, minutes sophomore year, but still good to like be out there competing with guys like Kendall Fuller. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, even my freshman year when at the end of the year they called up players to like come practice with the varsity team, like Dorian O'Daniel, he just won championship last year with the Chiefs. Like, a lot of a lot of guys that that you you know have the honor of playing against, um, right? We're now like in the NFL doing big things, so it, it it was awesome.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. And so you play under Bob Malloy, and what was it like? What was it like playing under a legendary coach like him?
1: It was it was really cool. You know, he he always had a lot of um, wisdom for us. Um, that's what I, I like more most about playing for him. Like he always like, cause he'd seen so many guys come through, like yeah he's been coaching 30 40 years between his time at um good council and i think it was
0: some other, and, yeah and sure he and Sherwood. yeah coached at a, at a few yeah yeah
1: so like you know he it it was really cool to to, to coach under him and you know his staff you know he's been with this staff for forever so they had their ways they had their ideas on how to win championships and you know unfortunately during my time we always fell a little short i mm-hmm. think we made Championship twice, lost, and then made the semifinals once, and then um ran into just you know the powerhouse of matha Yeah. Uh, you know he, I really like playing for him. He always would say to us, especially like junior and senior year when like guys were starting to get recruited, that you know high school is the funnest time yeah. that you're ever gonna have playing uh-huh. football. Like he, he's like, I don't care if you go play for the Baltimore Ravens, like. High school is going to be the time where you're enjoying it the most because at that point in high school, it's still, you know, an activity, right? Like when you go to college, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on later when we talk about my experience at Harvard, it's, it's a job. It's not, it's not, you know, two hours of practice after school and then, you know, maybe an hour lift. It's, it's a regimented schedule and you have very little time to do other things.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, and who were some of the players you played with at Good Counsel? Because I, I remember quite a – well, when I was at your signing, your, uh, when you mm-hmm. uh, signed your letter of intent, and it was just chock full of athletes. But yeah. who were some of the – you know, your class or before you or after you, who were some of the, the greats that you played with there?
1: Well, in my class, we can start with Keandre Jones. Yeah. Um, went to Ohio State? Went to Ohio State for three years, transferred to Maryland, and he's now on the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals
0: practice squad. Awesome. Um, and you are you still close to – because I remember you guys being pretty close when you were in school as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're um, – I, I text him probably once a month, but we, we, we mostly um, communicate on Instagram, like, he'll be replying to my story. I'll reply to his, and, you know, okay. we'll just be talking, things like that. But, yeah, I wouldn't say we're as close as we used to be, but that's just because, you know – Life. I went to school in Boston. He was in Ohio State. He was busy in yeah. Ohio State playing football, which is even harder and worse than <laughs> – uh, more busy than playing at Harvard so
0: but I think that these highs one thing I that I remember just from my days of of being an athlete is those relationships specifically in football mm-hmm. I feel and I'm sure basketball is I mean I coach high yeah. school basketball now not football but uh, and and I do see those relationships in basketball as well but there's there's really and I don't know if it's Sometimes I wonder if it's kind of the brutality of the sport that kind of you, you know you have to have one another's back. Yep. You're on that field, but some of my still to this day, some of my closest relationships are still with the guys I played football with in high school.
1: And and it's it's almost a necessity because football I think is the one sport where you have to love the grind more than anything. Mm.
0: Cuz
1: you know, you you spend all spring and summer working out doing seven on seven, competing against each other. You practice three, four days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all for 10 to 12 games. Yeah, Like 95% of what you do is just lifting weights, practicing, watching film, doing team events, all these like things that you'll do with your teammates. So like you really have to like, it's almost, almost naturally, it's like impossible not to form bonds with these people because you're just around each other so much doing yeah. all the time. And then also, you know, it's a sport where you need everyone to be on the same page because mm-hmm. if one guy messes up, somebody else can get laid out on the stretcher. So,
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah,
1: you, you gotta really trust these guys and then have a good faith that they'll do their job.
0: Yeah, wow, that's that's deep. I'm glad you broke it down like that. It's very true. So who else? So Keandre Jones and and who else Keandre did you
1: Jones, have? Um, eyes on Pulley. Uh, he he went to he went to he was originally committed to Miami and then. Illinois, so, I don't know. Some things happened with his recruitment. A lot of coaching changes really um, messed mm. up his recruiting. But he ended up going to Robert Morris. I believe he's still there. I think he's doing a fifth year. John Wanet. He also went there. He played fullback. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey Scott. He was. He actually also went to Robert Morris. A lot of people ended up at Robert yeah. Morris.
0: <laughs> they recruit uh, this area heavily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Owen Peters. He played safety. He played safety and went to Cornell. But he ended up switching to receiver. I think his first or second year at Cornell. And then guys after me you have, like, Josh Pascal. He's doing great things down at Kentucky D, and he'll be a first or second-round pick. Wow. Um,
0: Kentucky recruits this area a lot as well. Yeah. And then um, – And you played with uh, Mo Ibrahim as well, right? right? Was he-
1: yeah, Mo. Probably, yeah, not probably. Definitely the best running back I ever played with.
0: Wow. He's uh, at Minnesota. Saw what he did with, against Maryland last week.
1: Yeah, four, touch- was it four touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He's a truck, so- man.
1: He he was hard to tackle. I yeah. never, and that's just from seeing people try to tackle him. You know, one thing about Coach Malloy is we never really – I think we had one day a year we would full-on tackle each other. It was Really? Yeah. It was in the spring – no, not in the spring. It was in, I think, the first week or two of, of you know, summer camp. Uh-huh. We have one day where we would full on tackle each other. Besides that, it was a bunch of thud, but yeah, I don't think I ever actually tried to tackle more. But from seeing people try to do it, it, it <laughs>
0: yeah. definitely was fun. Glad glad he's on your on your sideline, right? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> all right. So you're a three star, you're um, played both ways your junior and senior year, right? Yep. yep. So I so talk about your recruiting process. So you you're ranked a three star being recruited at both positions talked about week one talked to Zachy Wheatley about this a lot too. Uh, kind of where you know different schools were offering him at different positions mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit because you, you were kind of in that same boat yeah
1: well, I, well actually most schools at that time it was like kind of like the legion of boom Seattle Seahawks they were really coming up so you mm-hmm. know they both had six foot plus cornerbacks so at that point it was, it was mostly DB. Cause like they liked my length. I was, you know, exactly six feet. So I think only, I think Fordham I think might've been the only school that was saying like, we like you at both positions. Okay. Um, which was kind of odd. Cause I actually liked receiver more and I thought I was better at receiver. Like I thought if you could clone myself and you put me at receiver and DB that my receiver self would win nine times mm. out of 10. Wow. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so a lot of schools, most schools were, Cornerback, and and it was it was kind of a, a tough recruiting process because a lot of schools, like a lot of big schools, like you know, like Michigan, Rutgers, Virginia, who else? Like North Carolina, North Carolina State. They they all loved me, and they were all like, "We will offer you tomorrow." But my problem was I could never gain weight. Mm. I was one hundred and fifty-five, hundred and sixty <laughs> pounds, soaking wet. Um, and they were all like, "Yeah, if you can get to one eighty-five, one eighty, 180, like." The offer is yours, but believe me, I, I would eat and eat and and work out and drink protein and mass gainers, and I could. I think the most I could ever get to, even in college, was about 163 pounds. Like I just, wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't get up there. So you know, that's what all of the like big time D1 a or D1 single A schools were were looking for. So I knew I was going to get something. Have that that confidence and faith in me, and you know, you know, my dad was always there saying, you know, like just just keep working, like you're working harder than everyone that I've seen. Right. Um, like you're going, you're going to get something. So, you know, having the the backup of my dad and my family and, you know, mm-hmm. even people like you and, and and coach Lonnie and people who had just invested, had been invested in my football career. Like they were all saying like, you know, something's coming. It's like, yeah. you're going to be fine. So it was a lot of um, I think junior spring, a lot of like, schools would start messaging me and mm-hmm. um hitting me up in like D- twitter dms and like because i think at that point there was like a dead period where they couldn't they couldn't call you for some reason or text you but they could message you on social media which <laughs> is, i don't understand the rules behind that but yeah so like junior spring a lot of schools d1 double a started inboxing me and i ended up getting my first offer from yale like june going into my senior year um okay. and then from there you know a lot of the IVs. actually all of the ivy started recruiting me
0: so like that I when that done. first one drops and everyone comes
1: yeah yep it was i think it was yale and then it was penn like a week later and then like two weeks later it was harvard mm-hmm. and then a week or two after that it was columbia but mm-hmm. once i got that that harvard offer it was it was hard for me to even think of anything else
0: okay almost kind of what the same thing you were saying about picking good counsel
1: yeah yeah i mean I knew what I wanted in a school and I don't know what, like I wanted, I always saw myself as a student athlete, even, uh-huh. you know, you know, I had 4.0 from fourth grade on if not higher. Yeah. once I got to high school and there was, you know, AP classes and things like that. So. I was
0: going to say, yeah, cause you were like North of a four too by the time you yeah. graduated, right? I
1: think, I think I ended up graduating high school with like a four, two, four, three, something around there. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, Harvard was just like, you know, division one football, not that it was ever a, a huge dream of mine, but if I wanted to, you know, there still is an avenue to go to the NFL. They they have a Absolutely. lot of NFL right now, and it's the best school in the country and if right. not the world. So <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. How, how, how could you pass it up?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you choose Harvard, you get up there, um, you play your freshman. So well, you talk about it. So you, you get up there to play. Uh, obviously, it's Harvard, so you know the coursework is is Harvard <laughs> so, um, it, as tough as it is, you know, kind of what you were saying about being at Ohio state, being a football player at Ohio state, Yeah, you know, that there's this, obviously if you're an, at an Ivy league school like Harvard, you know, there's added pressure there in the classroom as well.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, so freshman year was like a big, it was, it was a big shock in general. Just not only was it getting adjusted to football being more part-time job instead mm-hmm. of like an activity, it was, you know, also first time being away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, missing a lot of people. Like I never, yeah, never was away from home really. So it was a little shock at first, but, you know, as the season went on, you know, got more used to it, started to, you know, get into a groove and start to really figure out the academics. That was that was also one of the first times I could say in a long time that I was like really feeling challenged and in the classroom, I, I think I even applied and got a tutor, which I had never had in my life. Wow. I just needed to really get adjusted to, the new scene but freshman year was it it was really good you know the ivy leagues and i think it's more than Ivy. i am pretty sure like a lot of schools like you have your team and then you have the travel squad so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know we had 120 plus guys on the team and i think we traveled 63 or 65 and i was i think i was one of two freshmen out of the class of 30 freshmen who was on the travel team every single week wow um, because i was on the I was on some special teams and I was like two and a half deep like there was three or four corners ahead of me so you know one or two go down like I would be in so right it was you gotta really-
0: you know special teams is a great way to make sure you get on the field so it sounds like you did that even as a as a sophomore in high school and then use that same avenue to, yeah. to make sure you were playing uh, right. on Saturdays
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely that's that's the way to that's the way to go you show you so, show some heart and Dedication on on the special teams and this, they say, Oh, well, let's give them a look on the actual, you know, defense or offense. Right. Right. That's the way to do it. All
0: right. And then you play your soft. So you get through the freshman year. You all, what was your, do you remember what your record was? Because I thought you all had a pretty successful season.
1: It was, it was a successful season that that fell short. We were seven and three that year, but the second to last week of the season, we could have won to clinch the outright Ivy League title. We lost. And then, last week of the season was always Harvard Yale Mm -hmm. they weren't even good that year they were like I think they ended up three and seven we lost to them and then the team we needed to lose to have a share of the Ivy League won. so we're calling a game short of the Ivy League we're still seven and three not a bad season but
0: yeah that hurts yeah it was especially you losing to Yale right
1: yeah and also like you know (laughs) we just didn't especially like a lot of the freshmen like we felt like we didn't even have like a a chance to have an impact on anything because like we weren't Mm-hmm. Starting like like I mentioned, I traveled to a lot of games, but I think I only played in like out of the ten game season. I think I only played in like three or four on actual like mm-hmm. um, special teams because you know special teams changed changed week to week. But right, it it was hard to sit there on the sideline and just watch us.
0: Yeah, but if you're a competitor, that that, that is rough. Mm-hmm. So you play your sophomore year. Yeah. I saw you play at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. You you that was an incredible game. I I was just so impressed. I can't even remember how many tackles you had that game, but it was an absurd amount of tackles. You led Mm -hmm. the team in tackling, uh, in tackles that that game uh, down there at RFK.
1: Yeah. So sophomore year, I was still not starting at two seniors ahead of me, but I was like right below. I was, if somebody went down, I was going to be in. So sophomore year, I think actually Georgetown might have been our second game. And I think the very next game, one of the starters went down. Mm -hmm. So I ended up starting the next three or four games Um, and it was it was a good three or four games I had a lot of tackles had my first and only career interception (laughs) we won some games then my I think was the sixth game of the year is when I tore my shoulder my labrum in my shoulder against Princeton and that had me out the rest of the year Mm -hmm. Um, but at that point I was I think I was second or third on the team in tackling at that point in the season, and as a corner that was
0: that's crazy
1: it was it was really crazy because the two guys ahead of me were like middle inside linebackers who are like basically right. tackles.
0: Yeah, I would say yeah, that's who should be leading. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah, especially like me being like the lightest guy on the field pretty much every time every team we played against. I don't think there was a guy lighter than about 60. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> well, you know angles and yet a lot of speed. So
1: yeah, and I'll, I'll go for for knees. There you go. <laughs> chop, the, chop the tree down.
0: <laughs> that's it. So you tear your labrum shoulder surgery after the season?
1: no well i i probably wasn't given the best medical advice and was told that my labrum would heal on its own
0: oh wow
1: so i did rehab strengthen it you know it started to feel a little better was able to lift weights couldn't get to what i was at before but still you know lifting still getting you know marginally stronger each week or whatnot so thought things would be good um and you know the shoulder didn't really give me problems that much throughout the rest of the spring but the very First or maybe second week of of winter workouts, just, you know, doing drills, uh, overextend for a ball and hamstrings torn.
0: Oh, no.
1: So I miss pretty much all of spring practice, spring workouts, things like that. And then the summer leading into my junior year comes around and I'm doing workouts and things. And then I feel my shoulder go again or not, maybe not go again, but I don't think it was ever healed to begin with. But, right. you know, I feel it like pop again. And then- wow. At that summer, I was actually interning for Wells Fargo in North Carolina. So Uh it wasn't because this happened at the beginning of the summer. So it wasn't really in the cards for me to get surgery like early June because I I would need a lot of help. And, you know, I wasn't going to have anyone in North Carolina. I I was there by myself all summer. Wow. So um, we we put off the surgery till August. And and it it really didn't matter because the, the healing process for a torn labrum is six to seven months. So yeah. If I got it in June, I was missing the whole season. If I got it in August, I was missing the whole season. So it didn't really um, matter too much. Also getting in August, I'd have the benefit of the football training staff to like, mm-hmm. you know, be on a real regimented schedule. Like every time we had practice, I was right. doing rehab and stretching and icing and things like that. So it, it ended up being better, had a lot more help and support um, having being at Harvard for, you know the first couple of weeks post-surgery.
0: Right, makes a lot of sense. So then you have to make a tough decision. Uh, you decide to stop playing football.
1: Yeah. It, it. It. I actually had made this decision. I had told my dad and my girlfriend, I think my older brother, before the season even came. Mm-hmm. You know, I just – I'd gotten to a point where, you know, my body obviously wasn't holding up. You know, two years into college, you know, I really didn't have any NFL professional sports um, aspirations. So, you know, there wasn't any, like, thing I was giving up on that end. And then also it was just you know it, it had got to a point where the time spent mm-hmm. with football wasn't worth the reward for me anymore i hadn't uh i wasn't enjoying it as much and then you know just being at a place like harvard and in a city like boston there's so much to to do and see and there's so many amazing people to meet and, and learn from and and i felt like a lot of times my freshman and sophomore year like there'd be things i'd want to do there'd be speakers coming to speak to the student body and there would be events i wanted to do but it was always no sorry can't i have football yeah. um, no i can't do this i have practice i have film i have this so you know i i, I was actually very happy and at peace with my decision to to stop playing because you know in my eyes i got the best of both worlds i got to be a student athlete at harvard mm-hmm. you know, playing division one sports you know got out there competed showed i could play at a division one level you know prove that to myself you know my family you know coaches like you and coach Lonnie like you know I proved it to everyone I, I, I could do it and I did it mm-hmm. and then also I had two-ish years of being just a student just just a, yeah. a student in Harvard and that was that was also those were probably the funnest times I had at, mm-hmm. in in college like because it was just so cool to see the world from a different side like college world from a different side it was it was really really enlightening and, and cool to be able to do that.
0: That's amazing Devin. I am I'm, I'm very happy for you because I think that you sometimes we put too much emphasis on the sports side, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like I mean, I tell my own kids like you, there is something about college that goes far beyond sports. I mean, yeah, sports are great. I love sports obviously. Yeah. I want to get as many kids into college and if, you know, basketball, football, whatever, it it may be cricket, doesn't matter, <laughs> whatever yeah. avenue can get kids to college, that's that's great, but there is a life there uh that there's a lot more learning that you do in college that stretches far beyond the classroom
1: yeah and that's definitely like i know i just mentioned how you know i didn't always enjoy it but it's an experience that i would never give up in a million years because you know one thing about being a student athlete at, at harvard is it's not like a lot of other division one schools where like this is practice this is film and then oh here's your two hours of of, of um study hall where Mm -hmm. we have tutors for you at at harvard you're you're treated like any other student like if you need a Mm -hmm. tutor you need to apply for one there's no there's no study hall hours there's no like regimented built-in time to your your day where you you know that's where you're studying you know you have to find time you know throughout the day to to get your studies in and, and it's rigorous study so while while it was a grind that i didn't always enjoy it it prepared me so much for the real world mm. because at the end of those days freshman sophomore and junior year i would be so physically and mentally exhausted yeah and i've worked three or yeah i've worked three internships in college and now i'm working full-time at Citibank and in new york city here and there has yet been a day at any of those jobs where I'm even like close to as tired as I was at the end of those days playing division one sports. It was, it, it, it prepared me so much. I'm like, I go to work for like, you know, sometimes even 12, 13, 14 hours. And I'm like, not, not that bad. Like yeah, might be yeah. a little mentally exhausted, but my, my quads aren't aching. My, yeah, my, my, my knees aren't hurting. My ankles aren't throbbing. Like, you know, I'm not, not doing too bad. So like,
0: then was, you don't have, then you don't have studying to do when you get home.
1: Yeah. You don't have studying to do when you get home. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's It's something that a typical day at Harvard was like extraordinarily hard, especially during the football season. And it's none of these days like working just a regular job, you know, twelve hours a day. It just doesn't compare.
0: Yeah. So you so you graduate Harvard in four years, Mm -hmm. uh, which is also phenomenal. So congratulations on that. I remember your dad saying, you know, it's a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that you're in New York now. So I want to talk about that. So you get your degree. What was your degree in?
1: Um, economics.
0: You get an economics degree from Harvard, which, you know, football brought you to Harvard, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, that that degree can never be taken away, yep. uh, which, you know, again, I'm very proud of you and congratulations on that. I'm very happy mm-hmm. for you. So now you're in New York City, uh, working at Citibank. And just living the life. So how are you doing now? I mean, you obviously you said that you know you don't take you don't regret any of it, but mm-hmm. but how is life now? I mean, you're you're a Harvard graduate and and living in the big city and working for a big bank.
1: Yeah, it's it's I, I really can't complain. It's 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 a great area to be in, especially right out of college. You know, I, I'm pretty sure New York is the number one destination for new college grads. So like. Mm-hmm. You, you have a lot of kids in your boat, you know, 21, 22, 23 years old, just starting out at the bottom at whatever company they're working at. And, you know, it's a huge city, but you, you also feel like a great, like sense of community with, with all the people in the city. It's, it's, it's really, it's really fun. It's awesome. You know, it's a place that you should live at least once in your life, especially when you're young and I'm happy I'm here.
0: That's great, man. Congratulations. All right, Deb. so a couple more questions. We're going to end some, some rapid-fire questions for you. So first thing I want you to think about is your top – you can do as, as little as three or as many as five, three to five your favorite sports moments for you. So not like – can't say Ravens winning the Super Bowl, but for you, like that you experienced. And you can go all the way back to youth football, all the way through playing football at Harvard.
1: Okay. So I guess first one will probably just be that first year with, with – um, you and coach Lonnie that was you know I had always wanted to play football and you know to finally be out there and just like every day every practice every game just falling Mm -hmm. in love with the game more and more well that does
0: my heart good to hear that so thank you that
1: that that year of football was was still one of the funnest I've ever participated in in my life so you know that that season was definitely one of my top moments awesome I guess going chronologically through middle school days I wouldn't say if it's a moment but just you know I'd probably say between like 6th and like 10th grade probably yeah just flying around the country driving around the country with my dad that was mm-hmm. um those are those those are times that you can That they're, they're priceless like we would we would like i mentioned we'd fly to san antonio we drove to ohio you know virginia new jersey north carolina we we drove so many hours yeah. <laughs> across the country just to like get my name out there you know i'd attend all these combines and you know, those, that, those, I love those times. Those summers were things you can't ever replace. Um, That's great.
0: I'm sure your dad would love to hear that as well.
1: Yeah. And then senior year, senior year was also of, of, of high school. I think that was, that was almost like a breath of fresh air playing football because you and I both know that like all sports, even youth, there's a lot of politics. There's yeah. a lot of things going up. Um, even in recruiting, there's a lot of politics. And the reason I did commit to Harvard before the season because there were a handful of schools who were like, "Yeah, I want to see your first three or four games of your senior year, and you know, we, we'll go from there and my offer you." But I just wanted to have one year playing football, which was mm-hmm. my senior year, where you know it was no politics about recruiting and 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 who's three star, who's four star. I just it it was such a breath of fresh air to just go out there and play with your friends yeah just like not worried about what what you're doing next or you know who thinks you know how how somebody rated your 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 game that day like that was just you know going out there playing with your friends making memories uh and that that was definitely the the funnest year
0: that's uh, awesome man
1: playing football so
0: that's special like you said those are memories that you can't you know those you can't ever replace those and and being able to just play like you said just play
1: just play, have fun. Just be a Not kid. Worry about your stats or anything, just yeah, win with your friends.
0: That's great, man. Um, okay, favorite NFL players of all time. Give me your top three or f- three to five.
1: Hmm. I really don't have favorite players. I have certain aspects about players that I like. So, like, okay, Cam Newton. I just love the joy he plays the game with. You know, watching him from Auburn. Like, even you know his Carolina days and now in New England. Mm-hmm. Like, he 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 just plays the game like a kid like it's his first time playing like he's never been able to play before like so I love that about him you know obviously going back Sean Taylor
0: Yep my favorite player uh, ever
1: He's um I I think would have been the best safety of all time if he hadn't been um tragically killed
0: I agree with you and He was after, a li- he was a linebacker with DB speed
1: Yeah yeah incredible And then I probably say I like I like watching Larry Fitzgerald play He's mm. just a, a true team you know, team guy, ultimate professional, but still probably the best player on his team. So, like, yeah, it, it, I mean, definitely during his prime, maybe not anymore, but yeah. still just a great guy. But, but if you say, like, favorite NFL player, I, th- I would say, like, the only athlete in general who I actually will, like, turn the TV on to watch is, is LeBron James. Like, I wouldn't say there's a guy in the NFL where I'm like, oh, he's playing, I have to watch. But right. for, with LeBron James, like, if he's on, I'm going to want To watch if i can so
0: yeah that's definitely
1: my my top athlete my favorite athlete of all time
0: okay all right and then your favorite music right now what are you listening to what's on your playlist
1: Mm, right now i mean always it's always um a lot of drake uh Uh, i'm still i'm still vibing out to to juice world's album that he dropped after his death i like that one a lot huge mac miller fan I, i he's he's also like a staple on my playlist okay um classics you know or well, at least classics from for my maybe not going back to like 80s and 90s hip hop, but for me, classics are like you know old uh, Lil Wayne, old uh-huh. Connie, even though he's kind of gone, yeah, off the rails a little, bit. still yeah.
0: good music. Yeah. yeah, he's still talented. Yeah. But yeah. All right, cool. All right, Devin. Well, that'll wrap up our episode here. Uh, just want to thank you again. I also want to want to thank you for another thing. I think that you know our youth. Being so socially active and aware. Uh, you know, I, I I know that you are, and I appreciate that because really the the way of the world, you know, is 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 going to be how you all take it. So keep up with your social activism. I, I appreciate that and enjoy seeing that. Uh, but really appreciate you and thank you for being on the show this week and sharing some some truly great insight. I hope th- I, I really think that a lot of people especially high school kids can get a lot from what you just said all the way down from just, you know, enjoying playing the sport, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're in in high school, especially your senior year after you've committed uh, Mm -hmm. and then also just kind of the rigors of playing division one athletics and and what it means. And, and, but also remembering to enjoy that time in college and,
1: and, And you know, just enjoy
0: each aspect of your life.
1: Yeah. I, I would, I would add to that. Like when I was thinking about not playing anymore, a lot of it was, you know letting my dad down letting mm. letting my old coaches down and, and I would say that in hindsight it would be letting those people down if you continued to do something that you didn't love or enjoy anymore just to like please them so yeah. you know I, I know a lot of athletes think about no longer playing when they get to college and, and it's a big dilemma but it's it's not something that you should stress over too much because the people who love you the most are are going to be happy with your decision if you're happy so
0: absolutely yeah that's a great word man really appreciate it well enjoy new york uh enjoy this next stage of life and and all it has to offer i'm happy for you and and really proud of you
1: yeah thank you so much for having me
0: all right take care